From now on, anytime I think about a motorcycle, I'm gonna ask Will, have you worked on this? What's the worst part about it? Shit, when it comes when it comes to bikes, it's all about the previous owner and how they took care of it. Check the oil before you buy it. If it's clean and at the right level, they took care of it. To episode 64 of Wingman's Garage. We are broadcasting live from the Nashville ATV Repair Studios located at 3639 Trousdale Drive. If you have a question and you want to call Will the Wrench to find out why your bike's not started, Will the tool. call 615-669-9659. And Vern, <laughs> your bike is ready. You can come pick it up tomorrow morning. What do you mean, Vern? Exactly. <laughs> okay. If you like the show and you like what we do, please consider going to patreon.com backslash wingman's garage. Because we need better audio quality and we can only do this with your help. Yes. Because we're all some broke bitches. <laughs> you can make a one-time donation of a dollar or more, and or you can set up a monthly donation where you can pay a dollar or more. And you can have it capped at a certain amount so that you know how much you're actually paying per month. Like a dollar or more. Yeah. And that's, so, that's uh, what's the website again? Patreon.com backslash Wingman's Garage. Patreon.com. Patreon.com. Yes. So it's a thousand dollars. Oh, shut up. <laughs> In two days. <laughs> hey, if you're willing to give us that much, we will be incredibly thankful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Daniel will give you a big hug. I'll give you a hug. And well, look, it'll be a hug. I don't know if about you big. you kick us $1,000, <laughs> I will definitely do a tumbling pass through the garage. Maybe. And he'll give you a hug. And I'll give you a hug. And we will actually call you out by name and say thank you. Yes. At the start of the show. We might even have you on the show. Who knows? You would deserve to be on the show. Yeah, you sure. would deserve to show yes. be on the show. So, anyways, thanks for joining us. This is episode 64. Um... For those of you listening to us on the podcast only, the audio only podcast, you may have wondered where episodes 61 and 62 have disappeared to. Um, 62 is in post-production hell right now. That um, is very true. Purgatory? Yes, purgatory. Um, I'm still working on cleaning up the audio, and it's not easy. Um, but hopefully we'll have an interview with Chris Parrish live for you to listen to here soon. That was a good show. That was a good show, but the audio probably sucked. Right. But that being said, I'm Chris Wingman. Sitting next to me is Will. Will the Tool. The Tool. <laughs> Across from him. SV Will. I think the Tool should stay. The Tool? Well, I'm not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got to push all this shit inside. Get done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sitting there against the wall. That's Daniel, the track rat. I have the track rat. The mute. The mute. Yeah. And, of course, you've already heard the lovely voice of... I'm Eeyore. I don't think they heard you. I'm still Eeyore. Yeah. And uh, it's been an interesting week, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been kind of 
Eh. It's only Wednesday, but it feels like it should be it should Saturday. Definitely be Saturday right now. Week full of Mondays. I get, it's, oh, been a, Mondays. it's been a week of Mondays. So yes. speaking of Mondays, who work on Monday? We did. I think we all did. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. No, you liar, dog. Get out. He worked really hard at getting out of bed. No. <laughs> <laughs> now Monday was a, a very momentous occasion for yes. just about everybody in the country. Uh, we had the total eclipse go from coast to coast. A uh, couple of people I know did the dark side of the moon run yep. during that. That was cool. That was cool. I saw pictures yeah. of people doing Basically, uh, as the eclipse hit Hopkinsville, Kentucky, they took off and rode and basically chased totality across yeah. the state, which was pretty awesome. That's neat. I, if yeah. I could have done that, and I had to, I would probably. Had we not been working, had we not been working, we would have been working. So did you guys not get down. to go out and see it? Oh, we got to oh, see it. Oh, we saw it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't get to see totality. We got to see 95% of totality. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. The working stiffs didn't get to see it. It was pretty cool, though. Yeah. That, was, that, that was pretty neat. That's, yeah. I got to tell you, we got I got to see about 45 seconds of totality. I'm, it was pretty much the diamond ring the yeah. whole time. I tell you, it was freaky and both beautiful all at the same time. I was right. Right. awesome. There's, there's something about it that was so awesome. That was cool. I could have seen totality here, but I actually went north of town uh, to a buddy's house who lives in Hendersonville. Yeah. And we got the full like two yeah. minutes and forty seconds. Yeah. It was great. It was awesome. Nice. I just wish we could like get the temperature that that. Oh. Like the rest of the month. Oh, I know. Yeah. And honestly, I I would have been fine with that level of light we had. That dusky light. I, yeah. could, I could do that all day. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was amazing to me is how the sun, the moon came, went in front of the sun, but you, the whole sky was still lit up. Yeah. You could still look at the sky and see all the clouds and all that. Yeah. I thought it was going to be dark, like nighttime dark. No. But yeah, it was not. It was, you know, you, you, you could see a couple stars come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And the crickets started chirping. The yeah. birds yeah. stopped Katie chirping. Yeah. Started, Dad said crazy. the cicadas were rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Back home, you could hear like, them. Two minutes and then they faded out. They were silent. Yeah, it's like, that's awesome. That, that is, is cool. cool. Well, that was completely unrelated to motorcycles. It was incredibly cool, and uh, we all I, survived. I know our friends in Santa Cruz got none of it. <laughs> See, that's what you get for having great weather and good roads. Yeah, we got what? the eclipse. Damn it. Yeah, we get the eclipse once every seventy years, but yeah. you get great roads every day. We'll take uh, that's not a, it's a good trade off for like a day. Yeah. That's not a good trade off at all. Well, we, off for a Monday, day. Monday it was great. Okay, yeah. yes. And we use manners here in the South. Oh. <laughs> Do Boom. We? Yes. Do we? Do we? Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Depends on if they're calling you or not. I think, we need, for I think we need to uh, explain yeah. that to the rest of the area. There. Oh. But that's, well, a different, that's a different subject for something different. So, you and the, uh, the absent Brandon... As well as Snort and Bruno, we yep went on an adventure. Tell us about it. So uh, Bruno had to move back to Texas. He had to go start school again. Um, he's in like a beautician school or something like that. I, <laughs> I, I was gonna say beautician or uh, it's dance, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it interpretive dance. Uh, well, that's his uh, minor. His <laughs> yeah. major. I think his major's in he's a nail tech. Temporary nail, nail tech. tech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so. He went out and <laughs> he does have very pretty nails. That's he is, crazy. he is. And he's not here to defend himself. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but um What'd you get for moving away, fucker? Yeah. Enjoy your boots. Yeah, enjoy your boots, yeah. 
Oh, he did have brand new boots for the ride. Yeah, he bought them yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yay. I got the same boots in the car. Um, and the boots that he did have, he enjoyed very much. He had the TSX Adventure boots. TCX, yeah. TCX, yep. TCX. Track Evos. Track Evos. Yep. Okay. Cool. My boots are actually Track Evos, too. They were 100% broken when I got them. Nice. Brand new. Yeah. yeah I didn't buy these used. <laughs> but that, that's, that's, what, that's my favorite thing about these boots, because everyone that rides motocross knows that the worst thing ever is riding with brand new boots. You, yep. just can't, you can't feel the shifter, you can't feel the brake, you don't know where your feet are. Uh, the first day I put You're my, usually at the my, bottom of your legs. Uh, well, you know, it depends. Yeah. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> got nothing. There. That was yeah. a hard reset on that one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they, it was at the bottom of his legs, but his legs was above his head. You saw that one time. Um, but those are great boots. I think all around. what he meant was his feet in relation to the motorcycle. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Good clarification there, Will. Yeah. Yeah. But the um, uh, TCX. Yes. The TCX boots that I have are great. I would recommend them to anyone. Product endorsement. Boom. Yeah. You are not paid to say that. No. No, I'm not paid. Ever. No, but we should be. <laughs> no, but we should be. Check so. patreon.com backslash wingman's garage. Plug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. wearing TCX. Yeah, I, I would be too if I... I'm not wearing them currently, but I think we're all in TCX right now. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we yeah. are, yeah. actually. Yeah, I just picked them up. I haven't worn them yet, but yeah. Well, next time you go to the track, you can. I will definitely be doing or that. Or next time you just go on a spirit drive because yes. you break those parts. I will in. definitely need to break those uh, That's what I'm yeah. doing today, breaking mine. So, yep. you all went on the Dirt Devil? Right, correct. Um, we, uh, we rode dual sport motorcycles on a... Um, a path that is everyone kind of refers to as the Dirt Devil. Technically, it's not the Dirt Devil because it's um, the Dirt Devil was created by a guy in Spring Hill who made a map, put these roads together, and he used to do tours. He may still do tours. You might want to get with him. Um, but uh, bought the map one time, went out there, got lost, made my own route. So technically, it's not the Dirt Devil, but we did go out and ride dual sport motorcycles on Saturday. What bro? What's up? Um, so. We probably did 95 miles in the heat. Um, Hell yeah! And we had a uh, we had a great time. What are you doing? Getting comfortable. Not it. Keep going. <laughs> Keep um, going. <laughs> yeah. So so we had a we had a good ride um, on Saturday. 95 miles. It was hot. It was hot as can be. Hot as we thought it was going to be. Uh, luckily, there's some nice creek crossings. We got to sit in, uh, cool down, and explore. Uh, the only mishap of the uh, day was right at the very end. Uh, we're coming up. We were probably at mile 90, and Luke, the guy that we ride with, was riding his KLR 650, oh, yeah. and he has an aftermarket center stand on this bike, right? Ah, I heard about this story. So, yes, we did. So the, the motorcycle itself, loaded down, doesn't have as much... Um, ground clearance as the dual sport bikes that we were all riding. I was riding my XR600. Brandon was on my XR250. Uh, Snort was on his CRF450X, which is the CRF motocross bike with the electric start and a headlight. Yep. And then Bruno Mars was on his DRZ400S. Um, so we all have kind of light nimble dirt bikes. Uh, and Luke has got this big KLR650. And he was coming through a creek, and the aftermarket center stand that he had had uh, come loose. And when he was coming through the creek, the very front of it dropped down and dug into the ground like a pole vault. And then his ass went over his head, 
and his feet were just went pew, flying W style. I was gonna huh. say we call it the flying yeah. W. Flying W. And they, they said that the uh, his rear wheel was like four feet in the air, and wow. he just went flying off. And so uh, I was up in front. It took me a little while to realize that they, you know, the whole group wasn't directly behind me. So I just pulled over and waited for the next guy. Timeout for those who's playing the home game. What he actually said was, "I went through that creek and said, screw y'all, I'm leaving.'" <laughs> It didn't take me long to get through that tree. <laughs> Catch me if you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait on you at the stop sign. Yep. So I'm sitting there, and actually, I was on the XR250L, and Brandon was on my XR600R. And uh, so I'm sitting there on 250 waiting, and Brandon was actually the first one to come back up and say, hey, Luke busted his ass in the creek. And um, uh, so we both turned around and went, and then once we got there, we realized that um, – uh, realized that everybody was okay and the bike was upright, and so I was only an hour and a half late um, picking up my son um, at my aunt's house in Leverport. So we said, "Well, we're gonna get out of here. We'll call you guys. We'll get to the truck. You guys need our help." So the me and Brandon jumped on, um, jumped back on the uh, the road, and we take off. And we are probably two miles away from the truck. And we come up. We're on Old Hillsboro Road. We come up and. Uh, the first two cars that we came across were flashing their headlights, and the second car stopped in the middle of the road, so we pulled up, and I said, hey, there's a power line down. There is live wires over the road. Oh, fun. You got to find got your, exciting. Right? Yeah, so you've got to find your way back around. So we kind of skirted some dirt roads and hit north of where the truck was and had to backtrack south to get back to the truck. Got to the truck, loaded up, and... Uh, I looked down and Snort has sent me a message saying he needs to use my loading ramps. So we were actually in reverse. We dropped the loading ramps off of Snort's truck, and then they come riding up. Ah. And so, and so we was like, "Hey guys, we got to get out of here." But how'd you guys get around the uh, electric line? They said, "Oh, we went through the field by it." <laughs> <laughs> like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you had Brandon with you. That's why. Uh, yeah. So the moral of the story here is that if you're gonna go and ride with the center stand, zip tie that shit up. No, if you're going to go right off, off road, don't go on with the center stand. Yeah, take your center stand off. Or, and, go through the field. Yes. Yeah, and go through the field when you get down the power lines. But not with the center stand. Eh, let's not officially say that. Allegedly. <laughs> that one. Let's not say that. Allegedly. Yeah. But it's no one's property, so. Tread lightly. Yes. Yeah. Carry a big S stick. Apparently sticky brakes as well. Oh, yeah. Um. Brandon did have a way of uh, oh, yeah, making the, the brake yeah. stick on that 250L. Uh, what it is is where the uh, there's an adjustment rod that goes up into the rear master cylinder, and it kept needing to be adjusted from time to time with Brandon on it. Surprisingly, <laughs> Brandon rides really well for only going out there twice. Like he was in front Who's of Who's faster, me or Brandon? That would be a good race. Okay, I'm down. That would be a good race. Speaking of good races. Good races. Um, you know, it would be a great telltale to see who would be faster on the dirt devil if you guys both rode the same bike, pit bikes, or on a flat track. I'm down. I think there might be an extra one around. I'm, I'm kind of down. Yeah. Just let me know when. Yeah. He'll probably beat me because he's got more experience flat tracking, but. How <laughs> 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 about that? Hang on yeah. a minute. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was our day. Awesome. Packed it up, picked the kid up, went home. I was exhausted. I mean, it was hot. Oh, it was, it was really hot. hot on Saturday. Saturday yeah. was a hot yeah. day. 
uh, and we, we did our full full 90 miles. So we camped out the night before. So you're pretty much hungover when you woke up that morning. I wasn't. I wasn't terribly hungover. Um, apparently, Brandon went missing for a little bit, but that's a different story. That's a completely time. different story for another time <laughs> and not this podcast. Yeah. Although it was pretty funny. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but that was that was our Saturday ride. Yep. Nice. Very good. Will, did you go for a ride this weekend at all? Nope. Oh, nope. tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> Today was the first time I'd been on a bike in probably two or three weeks. Wow. It hurts, doesn't it? It does hurt. It does. It does. I'm not a, you know, where I work, button up in jeans and being stuck in traffic when it's 90 degrees at 7 o'clock already. It's just mm-hmm. not my thing, man. I don't, I don't want to walk into work feeling like I just climbed out of a pool. So I don't uh. Sad I don't ride. Sun. Yeah, I don't. I don't ride when it's super hot. But it stormed like crazy last night. Brought a cold front, mm-hmm. and it looks like for the next two weeks it's like it's gonna mid be, to lower 80s. So Saturdays I will be pretty much be. And yes, I will be on the bike. Guess where we summer. are? I won't be there. Yeah. Hey, where are you going, going for a ride Saturday? Um, I would, but I have family engagements that day, which is why I'm taking Saturday off. You're getting engaged? No. You could have just lied and said yes. yes let's go. Me. Thank you. I'm riding tomorrow to work. I'm also riding tomorrow. To I'm, not, I'm gonna go put the put the bike officially 100% back together so I can ride. <laughs> that being said, I did go for a very short ride Sunday. Uh, the Queen and I met up with Mike from NTMR. Yeah. Um, the oh wait, the Queen was on her bike that time. She got in the CBR. Okay, good. I, I looked at it real quick and didn't really pay yeah. attention. I mean, we just rode down to Ashton City. It was good. Altogether, it was probably about a 60-mile ride, but yeah. it was a good time. The plan was to head down to Franklin, you know, have a good uh, good ride, go get some good food at yeah. that first watch place, and then ride back. But time kind of bit us in the butt. That's kind of the way it usually goes with those rides. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, nothing super high-spirited, high but it was still a good, relaxing ride. Good way to unwind on a yep. Sunday morning. And on the way back, I actually saw another hypermotard on the road. Oh, that's right. I remember you yeah. talking about that. I've never seen another one on the road until like the last couple of months. What's so, really fun is when I tell when I text you like, "Hey, there's a hyper here on the track." Yeah. And he's like, "No, there's not." And I send him a picture. He's like, "Fuck that guy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, that guy got got fucked pretty badly. No, this is the first one. Well, you should have bought a hyper. Attaboy! Oh! 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 Learn how to ride it. Oh. Oh, well, wow. let's rephrase this. He was an intermediate group, too. So right. That's the most dangerous group on track. We'll get to that later. Yeah. So what do you do when you're on Hypermotard and you see another guy on Hypermotard? Here's what happens. You're about, you just drop an E and propose right you're then? You're about or? 300 feet out, and you're looking at the bike, and you're like, okay, there's another bike. He gets to about 200 feet, and you're getting ready to you know, throw the fingers out, you know, give him the wave. As you're doing that, you're now about 150, 100 feet away, and you start to realize – what the bike looks like. You're like, huh, okay, is that a hyper? And as you get to the point where you're actually close enough to see each other, you both look at the bike, at each other's bikes, look forward, do a double take, and look at each other and point. It's like, hey, you're the other freak. She pointed at each other. Yeah. You know, like Jeep people wave at each other when they're in the Jeeps and all that kind of right. stuff. Yeah. And motorcycles, you know, the two yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so when you're on a hypermotor, you just point at each other. It's like, hey, you've got one also because, you know, Harley guys don't do <laughs> no, that. No, what they actually do is, hey, do you have a rectifier I can borrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got him. <laughs> got him. No. No. No, they don't because they're using them all. That's right. That's what it is. That's right. <laughs> you know, do that with two Harley guys. Like, no, oh, your bike they... looks like mine. 
No, it's more along the lines of, hey, let me borrow your tool bag real quick. Tool bag? All you need is a hammer. No. <laughs> Speaking of Harleys. Speaking of Harleys. Hey, Harleys let's shout nice out to Woody real quick. Woody's watching. Nice. Um, and I've already said, if you get a demo for a 2018 Softails, bring it by. Especially if it's Fat Bobby. He's like, I got you. Yep. So, Woody, so we need to have him on the show because he's fun. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Anyway. So... Yesterday, we started seeing pictures of various celebrities, Jason Momoa, uh, tell that story here, Jeffrey man. Dean Morgan, Ludacris, uh, Ludacris Brantley they're all, Gilbert, Luda. they're all taking Luda. pictures Luda. next Ooh. to this blacked out crate that says Harley Davidson all over it. Don't know they what's in the crate. happen or something like that. Yeah. Like the hashtag machine. Yeah. And uh, so, then all of a sudden, they do it. They unveil it. Yeah. They unveil the fact that uh, the Dina family is done. Dina's done. Dina is officially a thing of the past. Kind of hurts my heart. It, it it needed to happen. I'm not arguing that, but we'll talk about it. Then we'll go into the, the, the demise of Dina. The Dina. Today, yeah. So whatever. Long live the soft tail. That's all, folks. Long live the soft tail. Hurry, Buck. So Harley Davidson has killed the Dina in favor of revamping the soft tail line. Um. They've redone quite a few bikes. The Fat Bob now looks completely oh, different. Oh, Fat Bob looks dope. And it looks fantastic. Uh, they've redone the Fat Boy. They've redone the, uh, the Heritage. Uh, the Softail Slim. Uh, the Softail Soft Slim looks exactly the yeah. fuck same, but whatever. And so does the yes, Heritage. Yes, but it is 30 pounds lighter. Very true. Yes. So they're looking at 107 or the 114 cubic inch engine. Uh, oh. It's the 107 or or yeah. the 114. Okay. Depending on the model. Yep. Uh, which is the motor that they were having trouble with last year? That, that was, was the uh, 103. The that was the water cooled motor. The eight, it was the, the bagger motor. That was the Project Rushmore. Yeah. It was the bagger motor. Yeah. Huh. But that motor was water cooled. Uh -huh. That would be something new for Harley. So uh, they've been doing water cooled since 2015. In the big bikes, in the yeah. baggers, in the like you know, big touring bikes. Yes. Prior okay. to that, the only time you saw water cool was on the V rod. Right. Who had a Porsche motor? Yes. Porsche design. Had a Porsche design motor. Yes. Or the seven, the five hundred, the seven fifty. Right. But whatever. Those not quite in the same league. The seven fifty. Yeah. The seven fifty is fantastic. The five hundred. Eh. I would, honestly, I would have that seven fifty street rod, whatever it's called. Street Rod does look cool for oh, that, a that smaller bike. That, I think that bike that is cool. Is awesome. And that's what they're they're racing. The engine is what they're using in the flat trackers. So they're I, definitely not using the frame. No, no. <laughs> but this definitely is a, not. This is a bold move for uh, for Harley Davidson. It's a good move, you know, looking at it from a non-purist point of view. What up, Stacy? Hey, hey. So and and when you say purist. Uh, Wait, who mean, touched what, or did that bike do that on its own? That bike? I think it's trying to bite me. No, Again. it's probably trying to mate with you. It was shooting fire earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. No, it wasn't. By purists, I'm talking about the guys who are dyed in the wool. You can't prove it. The long beards, leather chaps, you know, those guys. Well, those, those are the guys that want the 77,000 sports yeah. that are in there. Well, no. the guy that thinks the Sportster is a girl's bike. Who are you pointing no at? Chaps. <laughs> no chaps. He doesn't have chaps, and he's hot. I don't wear. I don't yet. wear. Yet. Yet. Well, he says I will wear. Never. He, he doesn't ever wear chaps. <laughs> Do you have a pair? No. Did Daniel? you pay for Christmas last year? Well, no. Next time, you go, <laughs> hey, next time Daniel goes to the track, 
I'll He's tell getting... you my story about that later. Hold on. Next time Daniel goes to the <laughs> yes. track, we need to give him some chaps with knee sliders on it. I'm so down. I'm beyond down. <laughs> Let's do that. I'm so down. So that's what I mean by purists. Okay. So, yeah, we're talking. The people the like Eeyore, but mm-hmm. wear chaps. Yeah. They have the same aesthetic features. With slightly longer beards. The guys that think the sportsters are for women and that the V-Rod wasn't a Harley. Okay. Anyway, the, the, the big thing about this is, A, the dine is going away, yep. which is kind of sucks, but they, they more weren't or less, selling. They've more or less been the same since 70, what, 3, 74? Dinas weren't, it doesn't matter what they were, Dinas weren't selling. You could, even with the entirety of the Sons of Anarchy crew riding Dinas, huh. you couldn't sell a Dina to save your damn life. Couldn't do it. So they've gotten rid of that. The easiest way to tell a Dyna between, between a Dyna and a Heritage was the suspension was on the outside on a Dyna. And on Heritage and a Softtail, they had the, the shock right up under the, like yeah, you had the swing, arm, the swing arm. Swing arms this way, the shock's right here on the bottom. Thank you, Eric Butte. But now they've moved the shock up, up under the seat. And got to a true mono shock now. True mono shock. Well, all the Heritage, all the Softtails were mono shock. They used to have double. I thought they were oh, shocks. Yeah, there were two. On the dyna, it was this here. No, no, there were uh, two. Yeah, under the swim shocks. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's just, it doesn't true. matter. It doesn't matter. It's that's gone now. Now it's a true single uh, single spar frame with the shock attached to the swing arm, like so. Whatever. So there's that. Um, if that was an addition. Plus, they thing. have uh, showy forks now. Showy forks. <laughs> decent brakes. Um, a lot of them are getting dual disc brakes on the front now. Yep. Inverted forks on some stuff. They Hang on, did, did we say show forks? Yes, we did say show. Where's show forks made? Japan. Huh. <laughs> See, hey, those it doesn't materials. matter where quality oh. comes from. Yeah, it's one of those things where. Oh, it, it comes from Japan. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. But anyway, so like, I saw the pictures of that street bob, uh, or the or the fat bob. fat bob. Sorry, and I'm all in. I really dig that bike. Uh, so I tell really me, that like. tell me what the wheels look like because the fat bob of the past had a big solid wheel, right? It, it's a it's a big dip, kind of like a disc wheel with the big fat chunky tires on each end. And they were black. Black wheels, big, well the tires are obviously black, but black wheels, big chunky front and back wheel, back tire. Um, you can get it in a 107 and a 114, and it's a two and a one and a two. So the new one still has the full wheel. Yes. Okay. Full wheel. Um, they changed the headlight design from the little twin mm-hmm. goofy looking wannabe Street Fighter headlight to a full LED oval light. That yeah. right there, I, I'll be honest. I'm all in on this thing. The, the fat bob from the side, from profile, yes. looks a lot like a squattier version of the XR1200. Yes. Which I love the XR1200. Oh, from dig, the yeah. front, it looks like an XR1200, a fat bob. And an FZ09. Yeah, pretty all much. had just a very weird night together. Yeah, it's they had puppies. They had puppies. <laughs> yeah, it's that the and the street bob has always been the bike I've always been into. Twenty-one inch front, twelve inch ape hangers, bobbed out look. That's still a single front disc, but it looks good. It clean like as much as I hate saying it, the twin shock. Getting rid of the twin shock on the back cleans the back end up. A it lot. does. 
Um, and then that's where soft tail comes from. Yes. Because right. they want it to look like a hard tail. Yes. Which is the cool look. You yeah. Know? It right. all looks sleek. It looks fantastic, but it rides like shit. <laughs> oh, the hard tails? Oh, hard tails ride like dog shit. They're yeah. great if you don't like your kidneys. Oh, they're great if you're sitting still and you're not riding it. Um, or you can't feel your sphincter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not commenting there. There were no, yep. no, no, leaving that so, joke alone. You know, so they've redesigned that. Um, the Fat Boy is the other one that they probably has the most aesthetic changes. Yeah. They they changed the headlight nacelle. It looks a little squattier now. They gave it the kind of similar rear end like yeah. Fat Bob. They put a 240 millimeter rear tire on it. Is it a 240 it's now? It's a 240 now. I so it really so adds up to the. It's the same rear end as a breakout now. Right. And it now is. it's got the fat front tire, just like the fat boy you always did. Yeah. And the only thing that I really don't like about it are the solid wheels. See, the fat, I boy, the fat boy's always had solid wheels, they, though. They did. And that's one of the things I disliked about it. Oh, yeah. It looks I cool. actually yeah. like riding the fat boys. Uh, yeah, yeah, Come here, Will. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember there was one day Wasn't I was riding one? one of the rental bikes, <laughs> and I got a cross breeze, and that thing blew me across the line. Like, yeah. that's not cool. Same thing with the B-Rod the first time I rode a B-Rod. Oh, B-Rods are dope. <laughs> no, but the wheels suck, especially yeah. on somewhere where you get a lot of breeze. Yeah. Um, you know, the only bike they didn't change was the Breakout. Breakout's still the same. Yeah. Well, it, you get the 107 and the 114 now. Yeah, but... But, I mean, the that. breakout looks like a drag bike. We had a guy, when I was still at, working at a Harley dealership, we had a guy that had a V-Rod Destroyer and a... They call it the Stage 4 breakout. And he... The Stage he was drag racing them both. And his, the breakout was the street bike. But he was drag racing the breakout. The hell, the breakout was fast. I mean, but the breakout just looks mean as shit, too. Looks mean as hell. There's a couple new CBO models, too, but nobody cares about them. Right. Yeah. You know, so that's Harley Davidson. Um, it's good to see the change because you know they can only look backwards for so long and continue to try to make money. Like the pro, like the big thing now is because everybody's going to this modern retro thing. You want the look of craftsmanship meant something. Mm -hmm. Stuff was handmade and everything looked quality, but you but. You didn't have the metallurgy. You didn't have the like the, the ability the to design and yeah. engineer everything. Well, that's why everything leaked oil. That's why Harley's Triumph BSAs they all leak oil. But now with Harley stepping up and doing the, the more modern retro stuff, Triumph with their classic line, Indian as well. Indian's been probably the best example of Indian's it. Indian's been doing it for a long time, and when Indian finally hit their stride, that was a big shot across the bow. Yeah. Like hey. Harley needs to wake up because you're still stuck in the 1980s. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's look at the Chieftain. Yeah. The Chieftain from Indian, you could tell it had the same family lineage as yeah. the old, you know, for Chieftains from the 30s and 40s. Yeah, the old roadmap. Like but at the same time, it was built in 2017, and it looked like it. It starts on the first push. It You've got worked. modern technology. Modern tech starts every, starts every time, looks good. And it's not one of these things where, hey, I'm worried about setting it somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's I the the cruiser market has finally woke up to the forty and under group. Because unfortunately, the purists and the people who have been funding who've been buying Harleys for the most part. Mm -hmm. You've got your younger guys buying street glides and dinas and all that kind of stuff, but your median Harley owner 
is the 55 and up crew. Yeah. They're dying off. And yeah. they're getting to a point where they're, oh, I don't need another bike. Or they're moving out of that and into something with three wheels. Yeah, they're moving into. Or side by side. Yeah, yeah. side by sides or spiders or you know, other stuff. Cars, so, hot rods. Yeah, hot rods and everything. So it's, you know, you've got to move with the times and get the people that are going to, you need to attract the 35 and under group. Mm -hmm. That way you can have 20 years of them buying motorcycles. Exactly. So. Yep. In my opinion, a lot of the younger crowd have started to look at Harley Davidsons because of the groups that are out there riding wheelies on the dynas. Unknown, mm -hmm. unknown industries. Right. Those guys are nuts. Yeah, and they, I mean it's it's become it's become more and more popular. You know, we're starting to see it here. There's a yeah. couple guys out there on dynas ripping wheelies. Um, that, I wish I was good enough to do that. I'm not good enough for that shit. I wish <laughs> I made enough money to do that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not. You know, I'm not going to go out and wheelie a. Or you know, learn how to get comfortable wheeling a ten thousand dollar bike. Where you can pick up FXRs for cheap? Who's here? Hey, hey! Todd, come on over. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's uh, that's one thing to me is that I know that the whole the wheelie crowd um, is a younger crowd and they they're riding the Dynas, but yet. Harley just said they're getting rid of all the new Dinas, but like you said, they weren't selling the new ones. No. It's all the older ones, so all these kids going out there and buying the old ones and fixing them up. FXRs and that kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. You know, so right when, it's, when it's easier for them to get into a used bike, why would they go and spend two, three times the amount to get into a new one? At well, least and, two, yeah, three yeah. times. Yeah, and uh, you know, a lot, of, um, a lot of the younger crowd that is starting to get up there and start making the money now have five to ten grand to spend on a motorcycle they don't have 20 grand to spend on a no. new one and then take the new one out there and yeah. yeah so I mean, you know it's, to me it's um hey dinas thanks a lot for bringing me the, the attention from the younger crowd but we can't use you anymore yeah no because I mean, well, they're not making any money they're right. not selling well, i mean let's look at the success of other bikes like the indian scout or the 750 or the 750 the, uh, yeah. yeah the 750 is a great bike yeah well that bike but, wheelie Yes. Oh, yeah. Really? But, but, yep. I've but, done it. But let's look at, at the reason why these bikes are doing good. The price point is right there. Yeah. What is they, the price point on the 750? Uh, Roundabout. Eight, eight, nine, 85, to 12, yeah. 85 to 11, somewhere there. Yeah. The, like a, a 1200 Sporty is like 11 2 ish. Mm -hmm. 750 is probably right at 89. Really? Right in there? Yeah. So they're getting a bike that actually will handle yeah. and give them the, the look and feel and the experience. Which is a big thing. Woody, yeah. get on it. If you're still watching, let us know what, you know, getting in on a 750 Street Roadster as opposed to a 1240. Right. Let us know. And also what you think about it. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about all this stuff? And anyone who's listening to the podcast, yeah. what do you think about the whole Harley Freedom Machine swap of the soft tails from Dinos? What do you think of it? Because it's... Let us know. It's what we're dealing with. Absolutely. I mean, I'm all, me personally, you know me, I'm always going to err on the side of trying. Because right. that, that aesthetic fits my thought process better. Right. And um, that, I mean, that's also, that's a company that's embraced not only its nostalgic and heritage, yeah. but has gone straight into the future. Oh. I mean, look at the Speed Triple. Look at the oh, Daytona. God. Look at the Triumph Tiger. You, dude, that, we had a Tiger stop by today. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. Back. I was like, oh, if they trade for that, I'm going to be tempted. I need yeah. to not do that. But yeah. still. But... Well, Triumph's been around. Have they been around longer than Harley, or they're right there behind me? They're 
or a year older? Year yeah. older, yeah, 1903. Yep. And just behind Indian. 1902. Oh, two. Sorry. Just behind Indian. But just behind Indian, yeah. So the Heritage Brands, the three Heritage Brands, Indian, Triumph, Harley Davidson, they're all, they are the one. Triumph especially are the ones hitting on all cylinders with the classic. All three of them. All, two <laughs> of them, actually. But, well, Triumph's been doing the classic line since 2001. So, or, no, earlier than that. 99? 98, 99. 98, 99 when the first Bonnie came out? Yeah, so, but what was the bike that saved Triumph? Speed Triple? No, speed, the Speed Triple came out. It was nine, the speed the 885 Speed Triple came out in like 95. Speed Triple's what what actually, just like Ducati, the monster saved Ducati. The 955 Speed Triple saved Triumph because of Mission Impossible 2. That's what happened. Well, I don't know if it was just that movie, but yes, that was the bike that saved them. Uh, now, going from the obtainable. The unobtained. Oh, yeah. Confederate. Yes, Confederate motorcycles. Um, currently yeah. still selling their, what they call the Combat Bomber, the FA-13. And this thing looks like a comic book on wheels. Yes. It's awesome. $135,000. If I had the money, it, I'd, we'd have two in the shop right yeah. now. But the, the FA-13 is going to be the last combustion engine motorcycle they are building. They're allegedly going to switch their name from Confederate to Curtis Motorcycles. Which is even cooler mm -hmm. because now you go, because they've been doing like the bomber and the mm -hmm. fighter and all this other stuff. For those of us who are weird history people, Curtis built the P-40. Yep. The P-40 Warhawk. Yep, Warhawk. So, and that was the Flying Tigers and AB, yep. ABG. And I'm, that kind of stuff I'm weird. Don't yep. mind me. But... But that another change in the Curtis. They're going to cool. Curtis. They're also going electric. That's their, even cooler. Their next bike is going to be powered by two engines made by Zero. Another warplane. Well, that yeah, I understand that, but yeah. I wasn't going to give them that. I'm going to because we're there. Anyway. That they're saying. Whatever. They're saying that right now they're expecting this new bike that's remaining unnamed so far. To put out about 160 horsepower and something like 210 foot pounds of torque. Sign me up. Woo! That's going to On be an electric. a rolling burnout machine. If they, can get, if they can get regenerative, regenerative braking on that damn yeah. thing, holy shit. I am, if I, there's no way I can afford it, but damn it, yeah. that's awesome. Imagine 210 foot pounds of torque as soon as you do that. And no sound whatsoever. I could sneak yeah. up on somebody. Fuck yeah. yeah. Let's go in. I'm, I'm going to be the, that, that bike. I will be the surprise sleeper wherever I'm at. I don't give a damn. Let's go. You really want to talk shit? Let's have at it. So right. Come on. So I, I, want mean, to, I want to take it down a drag strip. So that's coming. They still need to sell, I think, the rest of the 13 combat bombers. They, they'll sell they'll, those. Those That's rolling yeah, artwork. Yeah, truly it is. It's rolling artwork. Everything on that bike is machined. Everything on – I mean, they're down in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Like – Seriously, they were in Baton Rouge. No, they were in New Orleans until Katrina hit. Yep. Mr. Barber came in and said, hey, I have this. It's actually, I, I want to say it's where the old museum used to be. And he still had the building, yep. and he said, here's the building. So they're building yep. it there. I'm, we need to see if they do tours down there. We need to go and check that out. Yes. So That'd be a good day. Good. A good day out. Saturday. Yeah. Leave Friday night, leave Saturday afternoon, yeah. crash Saturday, go over Sunday. Yeah, not to mention, on Sundays. Going to Barber's is always fun. Well, uh, I'll be there in a couple of weeks. So, 
going from electric going from electric to another electric bike, Lightning yes. had uh, thrown yeah. down the gauntlet. They had the speed record at 218 miles per hour on a production bike. Um, they got beat out by Kawasaki's H2R that did three, uh, three miles per hour faster. 221. So they wanted to go out there and reclaim their title with the LS question mark, question mark. Yes. R. Uh, they attempted to go down to uh, Bonneville, tried to run it, but the conditions of the salt with the amount of power that light was putting out, the tires were spinning more than they, you know, grip. And now they're looking for another venue. That's the biggest problem. Like, okay, we'll talk about Bonneville for a second. That's the biggest problem with Bonneville now. That the condition of the salt's getting so bad because there's mining companies around the lake bed, and it's leaching into the actual salt bed, and that's what's going to have the problem. When it rains, it doesn't soak in, so you've got six inches of water all the way across it. And then once it burns off, then you might have an okay time, but they've been having a lot of issues with the salt bed due to the fact of the mining, of the rain, and they just can't get it right. Um, I hate it because Bonneville is, itself is, that's... That's, that's a historic... That's story. hallowed ground. Yeah. Um, there's a great movie, I mean, World's Fastest Indian for one. Right. And then, you know, it's just... I mean, how many... How many historic moments have been caught? There? Oh God, the bluebirds, countless. Bluebird, I mean, go on any Sunday. That whole ten-minute bit about Bonneville on any Sunday. You're I always remember, free. Yeah, like literally, that's that was one of my favorite parts of, the, of that movie is watching watching the shenanigans that Harley Davidson was having to do mm -hmm. to stick Cal Rayburn in his damn bike because they didn't design it right because they put a guy too tall in the damn thing. Um, that I, it just. Technology has been pushed so hard by garage mechanics and garage and just garage engineers at that place. It's again, it's hollow ground for top speed and racing in general. Mm -hmm. It's right there with Indy, right there with Monaco, right there with Le Mans mm -hmm. and Silverstone. Two wheel, four wheel, or more. Does it, it doesn't matter? matter. It does not matter. I mean, you had the guys that would hollow out of, uh, like, the belly tanker cars. You'd hollow out of an uh, unused fuel tank of a World War II bomber, mm -hmm. stick a big-ass motor and put some wheels on it and say, let's go. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, that's – and that aesthetic is just so gorgeous anyway. Right. But, I mean, it's – I hate the fact that Bonneville is losing it due to the fact that environmental conditions and everything else. Right. So yeah, – There's that. Yeah. So, Lightning's looking for another venue. Lots of things to look at there, but uh, that's that's it for all the motorcycle news. Kinda um, that I've got. It's although wait no hang on, Wingman Garage fan and hero and Wingman Nation member Mark Miller was on HBO uh, Sports with Brian Gumble last night. Um, I didn't get just see it. It's not on HBO Go yet. But all I know is there's a big section, of, there's like one section of him giving one of the guys both middle fingers, and that's his new cover photo on Facebook, and that's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. But if you get a chance to watch that, watch it. Um, Mark, if you're listening, if you're not listening, if you're watching, that's awesome. Congrats to you. Um, but yeah, hopefully it doesn't, because the problem with 
quote unquote mainstream sports journalists is they look at the Isle of Man and they look at racing in general and go, oh, that's cute. You know, that's, you go do your little thing. We're going to go cover boxing and football and basketball and other stuff. But you don't really, they don't really understand. They don't get no. the drive and how actual athletes, they're not riders. They're not riders. No. They don't understand it. And that's okay. You're not, we don't, if you don't understand it, we can't explain to you why, and you still don't understand it. Don't sweat off my back. I don't care. You Leave have me to alone. Be on the bike yeah. to really understand. Right. There's a really good quote going around, and it's not. They accredited the guy Martin, which is some new guy Martin news. I'll tell you that in a second. Huh. They accredited the guy Martin, but I don't know if he really said it. He goes, "Life starts at 30, but it gets really interesting at 150." Yeah. So, but in Guy Martin news, I saw this today. He is actually going to be part of the Williams Formula One pit crew huh. at Spa this coming weekend. Like He's going to be there. They're going to work with him. It's like, if you can't cut it, you don't get to be on the track because Williams' pit crew is the fastest pit crew on the planet. Two seconds for four tires and fuel. Pull in, up, down, gone. Two seconds. Yeah, there's 20 people, 25 people on the car, but nobody cares. I think this bike is dual. It might be. You did have that, one of those, didn't you? Yeah, but it was blue. The green looks better. No. Um, yeah, the green looks better. Um, but yeah, he's doing that and for BBC TV, so that's kind of, I mean, that's cool, though. That's a, like an ultimate gearhead job. Yeah. Even if he might screw it up and he may not, they may not, they might just let him check tire pressure. Who gives a as shit? As long as they give him teeth. Yeah, as long as they give him a job doing it on the pit crew, that's cool. Um... Let's check MCN. I don't think MD is on MCN right now. You got anything for us, Will? Just excited to be riding now. That's right. It was a long, hot August. It was. It, it still is. Long, hot, but very wet. Yep. Lots of rain. Lots of rain. Yep. Yeah. But that's okay. No, it's not. Well, we need it. Not this much. I'm not trying to, like, <laughs> we'll live in the desert, dude. We don't need this much rain. I don't want to live in the desert. Um... I did have a bit of an update, just because Will, the tool, the tool, just notified me that I need to start thinking about changing the front tire. That's a regular Dunlop Q3, uh, 12060 17, and I 60, think, huh? You have a 60. Yeah, 60s on their stock. Yeah, is that, is that what I said? 12060. Yeah, 12060. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure that I swapped front and rear before I went to the Dragon last November. And since then, I've probably put seven to 9,000 miles on that bike, which means seven to 9,000 on that front tire. It's not bad. Not right for, for a $106 tire. Can't beat that. You should now, go ride more. If the Q3 Pluses finally are available in all the sizes I need. That's what I'll put on it uh, coming up next. Well, yeah, a little, little yeah, harder center, center, a little more longevity. That's that's definitely more, the, more for commuting. That is definitely the most I've seen on a Q3. That is the most I've ever heard. I think, I think about seven. I think about seven is what I got. Because, you know, they tell you you can usually get two rears for every front. Yeah. Right? And you can usually get two to three, depending on how hard you're riding out of a, out of a rear Q3. So. Right. I think I got seven out of that front. That's not bad. Not at all. Are, are you are you a strictly Dunlop guy or are you open to other stuff? It had battle axes on it when I got it. Well, that's that's mm -hmm. your first problem. 
Yep. Uh, I went to Q3. You did just, get getting rid of those. Yeah. You just, just, yeah. Speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, I actually really oh, enjoyed the Q3s. Threes. The Q3s are they're great. Pilot powers do really well. Like the the like the yeah. regular pilot powers do really well on that bike. Or uh, L Super Courses did really well. I ran SC1 Super Courses on mine forever. Yeah. Huh. But pilot powers. And run a 12070. 12060, okay. Yeah. 12070, you're I not think gonna... what I was researching is you have to do something with the forks. No. If you go to a 12070 because of how they'll bottom out with the higher tire. Um, the only time you're going to bottom it out on a higher tire on an SV is if A, you're wheeling a, it a lot. You have a ton of room. There's a ton of room up under that fender. And, or you're jumping it. So, and you're not doing either. Nope. So put a 127. I promise, Mom. Yeah. yeah no, trust me, I can confirm that. He ain't doing that. But stick with the stock size grip. Yeah, stick oh, with 160, yeah. 60, but you can do a 127 and you're fine. It's, you'll actually get a little turn in a little bit better because the profile's going to be taller and the, it's going to be it out a little bit. Yeah. So you'll, it'll actually turn in a yeah. little bit easier from going from a 60 to a 70. Yeah. You'll actually, and I like the way a 70 feels better. And you'll oh. find them a lot easier. Yeah. Everybody will have a 70. 60, yeah. it's about having like a, it's like having a 16 inch front end on a CBR, 900, mm -hmm. can't find it. Yep. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're that weird guy. That's Dan, that's my Uncle Danny. He's got a 93 mm -hmm. CBR 900. Yep. And uh, he always has to put a 17 on it. And what up, Cruz? Make it work. Cruz is yep. a good buddy. He's He's got a pretty dope drift car. He's nice. Done. Like, he's he's a car guy, but he's he and our buddies, and we're, we can talk gear, like, we can talk. Shop, shop, and everything else. He's got a dope S14 drift car that he nice. actually just got to take out, and I'm kind of mad because I didn't get to go and I didn't know about it because I want to drive that damn thing. <laughs> anyway, there's that. That being said, um, I don't know where, we, where the tools disappeared to. He's handling business. Business, 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 which is fine. Handle your business. That being said, we've been uh, rambling long enough. What? We're, no, we yeah, we have. What? Yep, yeah, been about an hour. Ah, yeah, whatever. So. Good Let's time. go ahead and close that out. But real quick, before we do that, oh, again, I did have one thing. Hit it. I watched uh, World Superbike this Man. past weekend. Where? Um, well, if you hadn't asked, well, me, you know, you should have thought about um, that to begin with. God bless. Well, <laughs> here's, here's here's what I know. Jonathan Ray and they all went one and two. Davies. No, so, Davies went the double. I remember that. Yeah. So here's what I know. First lap, Sykes gets out front. He's in the lead by about a second. Lap three, Sykes is in third by about a second. I don't know what happened to Ray and Davies. But I got to tell you, Ducati has that world superbike duck figured out. Chaz Davies is so fast. And you hear, you hear Jonathan Ray in the post. Especially he said it after race one. He goes, man, I was given mine all she had. I was given it everything she had. And Davies is just pulling away. Hmm. He's like, I was giving it everything I had. And he just had more. He just did. Wow. And both races, Davies was, Davies was just gone. That duck has been figured out. And it is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm a Jonathan Ray fan. He, yeah. To me, he rides like Marquez. He's, it, he's a little crazy out on the edge. He's not afraid to just, by God, go for it. Right. Well, you know that duck. They've got, they've had time to develop that bike. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's on oh, spiral yeah. year finally. Yes. So, and unlike the GP bikes, right, they're trying to figure it out yeah. as they go. 
So it, does, it makes sense. But World Superbike was fun this weekend. Awesome. There we Looking go. Looking forward to MotoGP. I guess it's this weekend. Yes. You think that Ducati got the V-twin figured out and think it's fast? You just wait till that V-4 hits. I can't wait. You just wait. That V-4 is going to be stupid. That's dropping next month. I we'll can't see wait. A, we'll see a Ducati V-4 Superbike soon. You guys need to work out like a Ducati dealership thing so that Shit. we can come and test ride it. Shit. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. I mean, I know that... I, no I, shots fired. No shots fired. Well, anyway, we're not going to... No. Well... No shots rectified. But, um, I was a stretch. Five minutes in the penalty box for that terrible joke. Just hey, like Will. Yeah. Will the wrench has been killing us with dad horrible, jokes. horrible dad jokes. So. Yeah, but, just yeah. Will jokes. Yeah. Just Will jokes in general. Will uh, jokes. Okay, on that note, we're going to uh, close it out. Uh, again, patreon.com backslash wingman's garage. Help us get a bigger mic, a better please, mic. So please. You can hear us better. Uh, for anyone that's been watching and all you heard is the fan, that wasn't our idea. Uh, we'll blame the wrench for that. Yes. He's not here, so it's okay. Yeah. We, we can't. He uh, can't defend himself, so fuck it. Also, if there's something you want to hear or ask or you just want to, want to hear your voice on the show, give us a call, 2625. Go ride! Leave us a voicemail. Tell us we're great. Tell us we suck. Whatever you want to do, just give us a call. Uh, if you say we suck, Tell us exactly what's wrong and how to fix it. And we'll make sure that we give it to Will to fix. Yes. Uh, <laughs> also, <laughs> get on uh, Facebook, iTunes, and Google Play. Leave us reviews, please. It does help. Please, please, please. Um, uh, my joke would be great right here. We have a running thing that Will doesn't do Chinese or points. One day, oh, yes. since he's not in here... We're going to throw an advertisement up on the Wingman Nation page saying half off parts and labor for Chinese endpoints at National ATV Report. But see, here's the thing. But don't spoil that until we do Don't spoil that until like, we actually get it and we hear all of his angry rants about it. It's going to be awesome. He has no idea. It's a bizarre secret. So until then, I'm Chris the Wingman. Daniel the Track Rat. Hey, McRae, what's up? Sorry you're joining us right at the end. Yay. Way to be on time, man. Hey, As we uh, will. She's, uh, she's actually a better mechanic than all of us combined. That's cool. Yeah. I'm New York saying thanks for watching. And you already said goodbye? Yeah. And the tool is somewhere, so. We'll say goodbye for him. See you later. And Brandon. And Brandon. Bye-bye.